0: Hello, welcome back to Talking Dad UK, the podcast where we discuss all things dad. Guest host Rob Jones is joining me again on today's episode. We start off by having a bit of a dad catch up and what's been going on for us and the kids. Rob talks to me about his mental health and how he's had a bit of a dip recently and how he's been dealing with that. We get to talking about football. The World Cup's coming up. We talk a little bit about England squads. We talk about football in the Premier League in the 90s. Recently, I've been taking my six-year-old to football on a Saturday morning, please give us a subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a review on your chosen podcast app. Links in the show notes for all the socials, website and Patreon link. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, so how you been?
0: Okay, yeah. What you been up to?
1: Well, we were sort of hinting at it before we pressed record, but um, I've had a bit of a struggle for like the last, well, probably since August, I had a bit of had a bit of a mental health dip um, and I went to the docs and yeah because I tried like CBT and stuff like that before and not really got on a bit so we kind of decided to go down the medicinal route, the pharmaceutical route. So she tried me on these pills for a little while um, and they kind of worked, they kind of leveled everything out but I was finding I was just sort of sat at home in the evenings and I just had no drive or desire to do anything yeah and like when i would get on the computer to try and do some editing or make a podcast or do some writing i just had no focus um and in the end like the frustration from not not, not having the energy to do the things i knew i wanted to be doing that was almost worse than being down from the poor mental health if that makes sense
0: yes you know you want to do something you know you've got things to do you know ordinarily you would be enjoying it Mm -hmm. and now you're not and that's really annoying yeah um exactly yeah yeah i've 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 had feelings similar to that to be honest recently and and i don't you know it may be something it may be mental health being knocked it may be a seasonal thing it may be that the kids have just taken up so much time um so when I planned and thought I would be able to do something and it hasn't panned out because the kids have needed something and I haven't been able to do it, it, gets frustrating, doesn't it? It gets you angry. Um, and then you think, oh, well, I, I just won't bother. I won't try yeah. because then I won't be disappointed when I don't do it or I can't do it. So are you feeling better now?
1: Um, if I'm honest, I kind of made the decision that the roller coaster of my mental health travails was actually better than the monotone okay um not getting anything done on the pill so while i was definitely more level um i would just yeah i had no energy for doing anything so i think i'd rather have that i'd so basically i stopped taking i stopped taking the pills two weeks ago and i'm feeling a lot better now okay because what i would find like with my general mental health i i've I've had a diagnosis of like depression and anxiety but i do wonder if it's sometimes almost like very mild bipolar because i have these spells where i'm really up and i get loads and loads and loads of stuff done almost like a mania if you like and then i will just drop and just be like whoo. so like hazel will say to me like oh i I want to grow a few vegetables i be like right yeah i'll get you sorted and within a week she's got a polytunnel at the back and four raised beds and i've dug the gut gar- all the garden up and it's basically an allotment when all she really wanted was a few pots yeah <laughs> yeah you know yeah and and then you know and i'll be i'll get really into it for a few weeks and then i'll just sort of slump but actually i think that might be <laughs> better from a Creative point of view, if you're trying to make things, I want to make that might be actually be better than being on the pills and just being level.
0: So we'll see. Yeah, do you do you feel like you you will be able to get to a point where you will be able to recognize it and manage it a bit more regularly? So we were we we did get to that point, and um,
1: so this time last year I had a really big blow up, if you like, and. Um, Ended up having like a few weeks off work and getting put through the system for CBT. And I won't get into that now, it wasn't very good. Um, and I feel like since about July, I've just been just about managing to keep my head up. Yeah. Um, and so I went to the doctors and I felt like I like, I, I want to avoid the same again happening this year. And touch wood, I think I will. But I think if I also feel if I stayed on the pills, like I wouldn't get in any better. Uh, and the frustration for not being able to do stuff was adding to the pressure. So,
0: okay,
1: yeah, it's weird. It's mental health. is difficult, isn't it? It's, it is. And it's, you it's
0: know. such a strange thing to go through and describe yeah. and, and, you, you know, you could have a diagnosis of depression and so could somebody else you speak to, but you could have completely yeah. different symptoms and experiences and mm-hmm. what other people around you see could be totally different as well, couldn't it? So it's just about trying to manage at the times when you're not feeling so great and taking advantage, obviously, when you do feel good, mm-hmm. jump on that opportunity to get all your bits yeah. done and be creative and and That's hopefully it. hopefully you you, you, your down days don't last as long, hopefully. Um, yeah. But, you know, if they do, if they do, sh- you
1: just deal with it, didn't
0: you? Yeah. G- give me a shout. We'll have a podcast. But yeah, we yeah. <laughs> we won't release it. <laughs> we'll just have a probably, chat. <laughs> yeah, that'd be
1: good. So, we've had a bit of a hectic few weeks as well, because, like, hey, I think last time we spoke was probably July, wasn't it? Maybe August but um so hazel started back at work
0: yes we were Um, talking about prepping for that weren't
1: we yeah so that was so that's all a bit new and she's knackered and the house has fallen (laughs) apart around our ears because where she was at home all the time yeah yeah um but i've gone on to winter hours now so i've got a little bit more time at home oh that's Um, good and we've got we've got into this nice little routine on a Thursday. All the kids get themselves home anyway, and then I'll get off the bus from work, and I'll go up and meet her from work, and then we'll walk back together along the cliffs. And it's just like half an hour. It's just us, and we can just
0: yeah, I can nice. ask
1: her about her day and stuff like that, rather than you get in the house and it's just carnage, isn't it?
0: Rushing around. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. How's your boy getting on with school? Is he all right? Because um, school-wise, yeah, well. Yeah, he's all right. He's, he's. Uh, I think in general he's going through a bit of a stage where he's a bit, he's a bit hyper. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one to, of
1: them. He's eleven.
0: Yeah, he wants to be on the go and busy all the time, and his attention span isn't huge, which which six year old kids is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not no real issues, but um, I think because the younger one is still only young but is is probably developing quite quickly compared to what his brother did because he's got a big brother to follow around all the time and copy so is he two yet he's not is two he... yet no we will no. be two in april
1: that's right yeah so he's yeah nearly so, 18 months
0: yeah yeah and um so then they, they can play fine together at certain points and then the older one wants to do stuff that the younger one can't and it causes issues, or the younger one doesn't understand the game and wants to trash it, and the older one doesn't want him to do that. So I think there's just a bit of adjustment going on and transition where he's uh he's a little bit feeling like things have changing at home and, and now it's not just a baby we're dealing with, he's a little toddler and he can do something. He can play with me sometimes, but he can't play with me other times. And then, you know, that sort of I don't know why, but that sort of turns into turns him into a hyper mode, and and sometimes he just goes a bit wild for a bit, <laughs> and, then, and then he comes back down again, and he's all right. Um, but yeah, yeah so... we've we've had the the little one has had a couple of falls recently. <laughs> so I think he's had like three in one week. Oh,
1: bloody
0: have. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a graze on his fa- side of his face, on his nose, and then he's just run into the door frame this evening, and he's got a bump on his forehead. Um, he just wants to be on his feet and constantly about, but obviously he's not learned yet that spatial awareness and don't stand on a truck that's got wheels on because you can't balance on that. It's it's effectively a skateboard and he fell off it. So he's had a couple of bumps and scrapes and we're at that stage where we've got, you take your eye off him for less than a second and he's on the floor already.
1: Yeah. At least it's not his brother putting one on him though
0: no well we're lucky in that sense yeah
1: (laughs) see i think where we were quite fortunate is it because what is that for like four years between yours isn't it yeah yeah so we've got like gaps of two years so each one is close enough if you know what i mean and then so um isaac who's 11 like he absolutely loves his big brother who's 15 but like you say there's that dynamic isn't there where like the 15 year old doesn't necessarily always want to do what the 11 year old's doing yeah. and that's where our daughter comes in they're 13 in the middle so she's still she's big enough to have like teenager conversations with evan but she'll still get on the floor and play their go with isaac yeah so it's you know maybe that as they get older that dynamic will for you will just shift a bit and they'll find out where they can get on and obviously once a younger one can a little bit more independently he won't might not be quite so reliant on his big brother
0: yeah yeah i've no doubt they will both be each a bundle of energy that are gonna want them to do their own thing but also play together it's just um constantly following them around and saying yeah. that's a bit too much now <laughs> you know, i see
1: um you've taken one of them to football
0: yes we started football with a six-year-old so it actually started two lots of football Oh, bud, yeah, so there was something from school that that the uh, crew Alex were coming in to do something at school, um and we got that letter first. It was like a block of five six weeks, something like that, um like an after school club, and I thought,
1: did you have to pay for that? was that the school? yeah, yeah no, right, you had to right, pay okay. Is
0: that like subsidized it wasn't yeah right ex- yeah. that expensive. That's why I thought, oh, we'll go for that because it's on a a Friday um after school. It finishes at half four and i finish work on a friday at half four so it would be ideal to pick him up mm-hmm. and then at the same time i'd already booked him in for a trial session for another saturday morning club uh which he took him to and he enjoyed and he wanted to go so we signed him up to two <laughs> so he's uh he's doing both but the the school one's just finished before half term so i'm not going to renew that i'm just going like, to take him on a saturday morning and he's into actually thinking about starting beavers which my wife has made contacts with with them about mm-hmm. so that might be happening during the week and then he's got football at the weekend so i'm going to be so, busy but yeah
1: are <laughs> the quality time in the then yeah yeah so the um football thing the the the, the one from Crew Alexandria do they send like one of the pros down or one of the what's it
0: no they've got um, got
1: their name on it like
0: yeah they've got an academy um like soccer centre It's uh, funded and it's under their name near us sort of in between us and and the the stadium and uh, they do a lot of Saturday Sunday league football there and Mm -hmm. um, even the adults can book pitches and go down uh, a couple of my mates do it uh, on a Monday night so it's them that come in and they have sort of coaches that are sort of trained by the Alex but they're not attached to the club in terms of professional or anything like that but yeah, I think he had fun. He, he doesn't, generally doesn't tell me what he's done when he's there. But on a Saturday, I go with him so I can see. And uh, he does a lot of running about chasing the ball in a herd.
1: I'm going say I'll get into that in a second, but um, just take us on a sidetrack. Um, Crew Alexandra, like, they used to always be like one of the top clubs for bringing young, good young kids through. I don't know if that's still the case now, but I think like, Robbie Savage was there, wasn't he? Um, Dean Ashton? Yeah. Yeah, we had, um,
0: They had quite a few. Uh, Danny Murphy as well came through yeah. there. Um, they, they are still, I think, up there in terms mm. of their output for academy graduates and academy players in the first team. Um, it was only like, what would it have been, maybe five, six years ago, where they actually fielded a complete outfield team of made up of right. players that came through the academy, which was like the the first time, I think, ever in the leagues. I think, right. I'd have to double-check that as a fact, but I'm pretty sure that was the case, Um but yeah, they're still up there with that. I haven't been to, to watch the Alex. I was going to say, time, do you take, the, but... do you, do you don't take the boy along to watch him then? Not yet. Um My mates a regular goes regularly. Um He's effectively a season ticket holder. He goes that often, so I've been on about going down with him Um mm-hmm. just when time allows because I enjoy going down there and watching him. And my dad used to take me, so uh, I've been planning to take him, but I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get it at the right point where he's going to sit and watch it for a bit and enjoy the experience rather than five minutes into the game, say, I'm bored, I want to go home. <laughs> so,
1: right, so we've always kind of gone and watched our local team. So when we are on the Isle of Wight and living in Newport, we went and watched Newport Isle of Wight and they were in the Wessex Premier Division. So it's like you've got like uh, the Football League and then whatever they call the Vauxhall Conference nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And then the Conference North and South then the Southern League and then the Wessex Premier. Yeah. So we used to. So Evan would have been about five or six when we started taking him along, um, and it's really cool because like it's such a small little club that it, you know all the volunteers man in the turnstiles would get to know him. Yeah. And like he'll will do the um, you know the you pick a number out of the hat and if this if this they score the first goal on your number, like. Then you win whatever's in the pot. So yeah. a couple of times he won like fifty-eight quid. Yeah, you know. But that like obviously that's a very different level to Crew Alexandra. But yeah, well I used to always enjoy taking them. So, uh, like a Tuesday or Wednesday night game under the lights is always fun with a lit. Then, but yeah, five or six was a good age for him. Like,
0: yeah, I'm just I've, I've tried it at home watching football on the telly. And yeah, but that's of, different
1: because there's too many distractions.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I sort of said, like, why don't you come sit down and watch the football with me? And, and I thought he might have a bit more interest since he started playing it. But he gets bored too fast. And like you say, there's too many distractions. But I, I'm I'm going to take him. I just don't know if it'll be this season or mm. maybe next. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe after Christmas, try him. So one
1: thing we never really have done is, like, organized team sports. So I'm quite interested to hear what it's like down there on a Saturday morning. How yeah. many dads are stood on the side sidelines shouting abuse at the referees and stuff, <laughs> or is it just a coaching session and a get, kick around, or is it an actual team? I don't. Know. You tell me. Sorry.
0: Yeah, he's in the four to sixes, so he's in the the last age group of the day, like the morning sessions at eleven till twelve, and they'll do half an hour of skills and training. They call it, but you know they'll they'll mix in a few games with that. Um, and then they'll do some of the skills and the dribbling and that kind of stuff. And then for the last half an hour, they play games, the, the, the actual game, but they'll do it in a way where it's like a little kids' five-a-side pitch with small nets. They all stand behind the net and they all have a number, call out the number, and it's one-on-one on one or two-on-two. On two. And By the time they get to the end of the 30 minutes, they just say all in and everyone's just, mm. you know, bigger herd of kids tear assing around the same stop punching yeah, after the after the same ball or, the, or they'll run onto the other pitch they haven't quite realized yet that um it's gone out so you yeah. need to bring it back into play so they just keep running over the other side of the field and then the other kids will be tackling them because they don't realize that they're not meant to be on that pitch so it does turn into chaos but the coach says um that's learn, the
1: idea at that age though isn't it yeah
0: they learn best from the chaos and, and they sort of embrace it he said when they start getting to The older age groups they start listening less and that's why it's chaos but um yeah there's a load of parents sat there um take a cup of tea with us have a sit down chat about football Football, (laughs) yeah
1: that's probably one thing i miss about going like um from like we've not really been to the football since we moved to portland um, just because I, I work in, I work early in the morning, so going to the evening games is tricky. And then obviously during pandemic, you never knew when a game was on and what was going on up there. Yeah. But um, yeah, just having other blokes to talk football with.
0: It's interesting as well because um, you know you, your friends that you see regularly, you talk about football with all the time. You know them, you know what they like. but Then you talk about you talk about it with different and new people, and yeah, it's been interesting to. Uh... So-
1: So the only person I've got to talk football with is like my apprentice at work and he's a bloody Liverpool fan. Right. And I'm
0: an Everton fan. Ah, right. Um, How do you, how do you you become an Everton fan?
1: You become an Everton fan from like the first game you actually remember sitting down to watch is 1984 cup final when Everton beat Watford and you're a glory hunter. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but that's then reinforced in 1987 when the first team you complete in your Panini Football League sticker album is
0: Everton. So it was meant you know? to be.
1: Yeah. And like, so I grew up, if you like, so my footballing heroes would have been, well, Neville Southall. Yeah. The greatest goalkeepers countries ever, the, like these isles have ever produced. um Kevin Sheedy, do you know? You wouldn't, you'd be too young I know, for Kevin Sheedy. I know Sheedy. that name. I do yeah, know the name. like sweet there for like brilliant. Um, we had Pat Nevin for a little while. Yeah, him off the radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course like Kevin Ratcliffe, Tony Cotty for a spell when he wasn't it. Um, when he wasn't in West Ham. Um, yeah, Dave Watson, and then going into the nineties when we were. It's mad because when I first started like being an Everton fan, they were the best team in Europe that weren't allowed to play in Europe if you like yeah um and and they were by a long shot like that because um they qualified they, they won the league the same year as high uh, school thing so the following year like the ban came in and they would have wiped the floor with everyone else in Europe in that that year like when it was a proper European cup you yeah. know two leg knockout. but then in the 90s they were proper proper terrible <laughs> like really really bad and I can remember the last game that Walter Smith was in charge in, I think it was two thousand and two. They lost four two against Middlesbrough in the quarter final of the FA Cup, but our team was made up of like young kids in free transfers. Yeah. And then David Moyes comes in and steadies the ship and oh it's not always pretty, but we we'll give anyone a game. And yeah. I quite and I, I quite like that. You know, the work hard mentality and you know, we might not play off the pitch, but we'll fight you. Yeah. And yeah, players like, I love Phil Neville. I think Phil Neville's amazing because he's a proper Everton player. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> he came in as a defensive midfielder and ended up well, like a right back. And he played, well. that yeah. was his
1: point. He basically, they, they, David Moyes brought him in because I think he was woefully underused at Man United, to be honest, but, um, that's controversial. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but um yeah he's brought him in as a just as a captain really i think i think david Moore just saw a leader in him and it's like wherever you can fit in the pitch and yeah. t- to be fair for, for oh 18 months maybe two seasons he was one of the better defensive midfielders in the country i think but obviously by that point like for england you had um sexier names in terms of like lampard and, Gerrard and um, Owen Hargreaves and all of them, but yeah, you know. Anyway, I'm 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 in a minority. Do you still follow Everton? Not really. So this is the thing. See, the last few years, I've really kind of gone off Premier League football, right? And again, um, I'm sure, like Evertonians who actually go to Goodison regularly will tell me differently. It it all stems from basically them letting Ross Barkley go. Yeah, because kuman didn't think he was good enough and Freeman say if they, they sacked Koeman. Now, you've just you've invested in this player since he was 12. The previous manager, Martinez, says he's like the next Paul Gascoigne in the center point of our or the centerpiece of our team. New blokes come in, doesn't like him, don't want to play him. To the point where he, he you know, gets this offer to go to Chelsea and they go go, go with the manager, and then three months later, they fire the manager. And you just set this wonderful asset who's a connection to the people in the stands. And then you go chasing, you know, you go chasing it, you bring in. But to be honest, it was that they, they let Barclay go and they bring in Sigurdsson, who, despite the controversies recently at the time, was 50 million quid, twice as much money on wages, older and not as good. And it's just like, yeah, it's not, it's not a club anymore. It's just a franchise.
0: They did have a bit of a spending spree, didn't they? A couple yeah. of seasons in a row. And I think they tried to sort of do probably mm-hmm. like where sort of Newcastle are at the moment. They yeah. tried to sort of buy the way into the top four. And, and it yeah. went wrong, didn't it? Quite.
1: I think if Ancelotti had stayed, if Ancelotti hadn't had that offer of going back to Real Madrid, it have been all right. But they brought in agent Rafa, which was <laughs> a mistake. It just went pear-shaped. Um, I think um, Frank Lampard's doing a good job. Um, I think he's bringing that bit of pride back to it. I think he's got a connection with the with the local area again. I think people can see you got. He's brought in the tight, He's brought in Everton players again, like Dwight McNeil. He's not a show pony. He, he works hard. He gets stuck in. He's got you know. He's got a trick if he wants a trick. But yeah, I didn't think I'd be talking this song about Everton tonight.
0: I didn't realize we were gonna eh. be on Everton, but you know, fair play. No. It is what it Who is. Who are you? You're Man United here. I am Man United, yeah. I suppose
1: from Crew it is either United or Liverpool, isn't it, mostly?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Unless you want to be like my mate and just stick with Crew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which is probably the better way to go. But...
0: But probably. But um yeah, my my both sides of my family, grandad wise, was was always United. So it, it was kind of like since I was a small child, I remember it always watching United um and obviously then when when you're old enough to remember united which would have been sort of 90s late 90s
1: that was a side mind
0: it was when they were on top and it was like well, why would you even look at anybody else to be honest but like, yeah
1: don't get me wrong i absolutely loved it when we beat them at wembley in the 95 cup final yeah um the two goals from amakachi in the semi final were probably sweeter he subbed himself on in that game. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. No, it's two all going into extra time, and they, they taking one, they're taking off uh, Paul Rideau. I think they were going to bring like Michael Branch or one of the young kids on, and Amek actually basically just went, hold my beer, ran onto the pitch, and the like Joe Rawls just like, what's going on? And then he <laughs> and then he scores two goals. Right. So
0: he's just Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> what was, what was, where was it going from that? Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. So even though. Uh, like we beat that United side at Wembley in '95. Yeah. Um, I used to always like watching United, a bloody good side for a long time. And you, you know how everyone goes on about like Wenger's Arsenal sides that pl- played the sexiest football, and you know, yeah, the, you know, Henri and Burkamp and Perez and Vieira, and again, really good side. I still preferred watching Man United in them days.
0: United still played some good football, yeah. back then. It was like. People go on about Wenger because of when he came in and where he came from and how he sort of changed the culture of, of the, the Premier League and things like that. But United played some really good football mm. and we were like... Ca- just that little bit more direct for me. It was counter-attacking football, wasn't it? Yeah. It was It was, you work hard to win the ball back, get it down the pitch mm. and give it to the strikers that most I, of the times good.
1: I used to love Andre Conceltax. I thought yeah. he was an amazing player, absolutely amazing player.
0: Is he a bit of a forgotten man, do you think? I think so,
1: yeah, yeah. But then I'll tell you what else, you know, like, um, Chelsea, like, go back a few years when Chelsea were winning everything. I wonder how much credit Glenn Hoddle gets in that, right? Because you probably don't remember, but like, if you go back to when Glenn Hoddle was a manager, it was him that he brought in Rude Hullet, yeah. And then it was then that took over the player manager and brought in like Vardy and Desai and all of those and really raised the profile of the club. And then obviously when then when Abramovich is looking for a play thing, he's like, "Oh yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea are out there, they're doing all right. I'll probably go for them." Whereas imagine if it was, I don't know, if Hulda had gone to Burnley. <laughs> yeah, well, it's unlikely, I know, but you know, it's <laughs> so I don't know. So like, I think if you go back. Like, how far back do you go to give all the credit? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but,
0: yeah. That's It's, it. uh, while we're on football Yeah. football management and the World Cup's coming.
1: Yeah, oh, well, I won't talk about World Cup, actually.
0: Should we talk about the World Cup now? Yeah. Move on to that, yeah? What yeah. do you reckon to uh, Southgate and where he's at, heading into <laughs> right. the World Cup?
1: We're all over the shop because, like, the Euros were last year and they should have been two years ago and they've not really had any time together because everything's been so compacted. Yeah. The thing with England, right, is, well, I think Southgate has got very lucky with the players he's had coming through, but I think he's been very brave in some of the players he's selected. Okay. I think he's given a lot of young young kids a chance, whereas former managers would have played it a bit safer. Um, and I know that sounds strange because everyone says about Southgate playing it safe, don't they?
0: Yeah yeah but he's, he seems does seem to have his favorites that he always oh yeah picks. definitely
1: like i'm i'm sorry again this is me being controversial how harry kane gets anywhere near an international football pitch i don't know harry kane yeah i oh, don't rate him at all do you know i don't <laughs> get it i don't get it you know how some people love the beatles and the stone roses <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. don't yeah. I don't get it I don't get he he's just not mobile enough at any level
0: I said that about him during the whole of the Euros to my mates and they were both like, well, you know, this is kind of what he does and that's how I've he plays. I've said it for six years. And I was like, well, you know, he's he's supposed to be the striker, the main man, he's supposed to be up there. Why is he playing in midfield?
1: Well, what? so, right, here we go. Go back to them Euros where we lost to Iceland. Yes. Okay, right. And everyone's slating Rooney. Rooney's had a shit game. Rooney's been terrible. Rooney was the best player on the pitch by a long way. Harry Kane kept dropping to get, take the ball off him on the centre spot. So who's playing up front? Yeah,
0: the other one to Harry it Kane's two.
1: taking corners, so who's on the end of him?
0: Yeah, and that's what I always say.
1: Being mobile isn't jogging back to get the ball off your centre half and then knocking it out wide. It's like a striker should, you should either be a big, massive, this is me being old school, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> big massive target man like Andy Carroll if you like I like Andy Carroll I think he's a thump. um or something like Jamie Vardy playing off the shoulder like the get, knicker used to you know getting in, in
0: behind yeah
1: yeah and it, and if one of them doesn't work you either have your big man who's knocking the defenders around all afternoon and then when they're knackered you bring on the the quick boy to get random yeah all the other way around. You have Jamie Vardy running ragged and when they're knackered from chasing him all over the pitch, you bring on a massive lump of a bloke who's just going to push him over.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've got like, them type of players. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, like, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably proper old school in my style of football. Like, I don't think Harry Kane will score half as many goals in the league if it weren't for um, Son.
0: Yeah.
1: Who is, like, until... That Harlan boy turned up this year. I think that Son's been the best player in the league for like the last three years. Right. And I hate Spurs.
0: <laughs> Outside of Liverpool and their players as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, so my best mate growing up was a, was a Spurs fan. So, of course, you hate, you hate your mate's team, don't you? <laughs> but that Son is amazing, I think. I think he's been the best player in the league for like the last three years.
0: I didn't rate him that much until right. recently, really. And the more I've seen of him recently in the past, sort of maybe two seasons, mm. I can see it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think he's. Some, I think he, I think he's special. And I, I've, yeah, I don't think Harry Kane gets the goals without him. Um. Anyway, I say <laughs> does hate Harry Kane? I mean, like, we can, I don't get it.
0: I don't get it. Like, I think I'm I'm a little bit with you on that. And and you know, you can't argue with his goal scoring record in the but, league though for Spurs. And for Spurs as well, hmm. you know, if he was at Chelsea, United, City, well, how many goals would he be scoring there? Probably more. But
1: oh, do you know Spurs have been a good side over the last ten years? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. But I, th- I just think, I think we're going to head into this World Cup with the memories of last year and think we should be getting into the semifinals, getting in. Right. You know, we should, we should be there amongst it. I've just got a feeling I might be disappointed.
1: Right. Before we go any further on this, we'll get back into football in a second.
0: Yeah.
1: Put a tenner on England to win it. You
0: think it's worth
1: it? I ain't going to be watching it. (laughs) No, I'm... I'm putting my political hat on and I'm boycotting the World Cup this year. Yeah. So, basically, because of, like, the dodgy human rights in building it, the corrupt manner in which it was awarded there, and the fact that... Like my boy who came out this year, if he can't go to watch a game of football without fear of persecution, then there's, we shouldn't really be watching it from home either. Okay, but I'll talk about it with you if you like. But I won't be watching a ball kicked while while we're there. Like, so I just get that out there. So it's not that I don't want England to win it, or I don't want. I just don't think it should be in that country, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. Basically, I don't want to be saying, you know, human rights is abu- human rights abuses uh medieval lords against homosexual people and all of it sports watching basically uh, you know and then oh yeah but england will win the world cup so i will watch it (laughs) so we've said we ain't going to watch it so i
0: i do agree with you but i probably will be a yeah well
1: everyone else can do what they like but you know i just don't think it's so Evan got really excited about it the other day. He said, like, oh, World Cup this year. I said, I don't think we can watch it, mate. And he said, why not? I said, well, if you went there, um, if if you went to the World Cup to watch the game with a boyfriend, you could be arrested for going to the football as a gay person. So why should we watch that? And he gave me a big hug. So,
0: yeah. you know, yeah, so... They've been talking about this a lot. Yeah. On I listen to Talk Sport quite a lot uh, when I'm at work, and they've been talking to about this a lot. So I've been hearing it a lot, and you know, you can't. I can't argue against you for your opinion on that, and I'm not going to bother trying. It's not. You know what I mean? That's that's where we're at. Just but it's don't really think... shit because I love a World Cup. Yeah, that, I mean, that's I love it thing. when there's three games a day, and you you
1: know different time zones or whatever the early stage where there's three games a day every day is brilliant like
0: i i don't understand why so many people from like this country well any country really but from this country would be trying to go over to watch it live because most places that they can't have a drink and Mm. that's you know that's what we're known for aren't we turning up to places with our shirts off Mm. having a beer and causing havoc um I'd, that's not going to be tolerated there. So, but I mean, you must, these people must know from the outset that if I go and try and do that, which I would normally do, whether they're trying to cause trouble or not, they're probably not in, in, you know, at the mm. beginning of things, but then the police are going to be sat there waiting for you and watching for you yeah. and you're going to be in it straight away. So why would you even bother trying to go? I don't, you know, if I, if I was in a fortunate position where I could afford to go, not that I would go to that country because I've, I've got no interest, but, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go because I know that it's likely. Yeah, I to think be... it's
1: difficult being an away England fan these days again, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, in any country, and yeah. especially there.
1: Yeah, and not just because of like behaviour of our fans, but because, like you say, the authorities expect us to be kicking off. So there's that provocations or provocation is the wrong word but they're always ready for the coppers are already, read, already ready for a scrap aren't they
0: you don't have to do much wrong to get yourself yeah. into trouble especially in a country like that and i mean you could yeah. be doing something as innocent as you kissing your be boyfriend definitely walking down the street with your top off showing a mm. few tattoos not thinking mm. anything of it because you think you're on holiday
1: the next seven years in prison
0: well yeah it could be couldn't it but yeah pub uh, uh
1: public display display of affection between two men is seven years in prison. Unless you're a Muslim and then you get put to death. Wow. So there you go. That cheer you up for the night. Yeah. Yeah. Just on England then quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: This wasn't meant to be like an England preview to the world cup, but, um, <laughs> where, where are their strengths? And if neither of us like, well, well for a start, if we're not, if not Harry Kane, who?
0: Yeah. We haven't got anyone else cause we haven't tried anyone right because it's always him
1: yeah yeah who would you go with over harry Kane? I I like calvert though because he's a big lump but he's not been he's He's not not fit
0: um ivan tony hasn't been tried so we don't know um callum wilson from newcastle has had a pretty pretty good season but he will probably get injured in the first game if we tried him um tammy abraham who's at roma with josie Mourinho, but again not we haven't seen him. We haven't tried him that much, so we haven't really got an option. Rashford, so, but he's off the boil. also well, so, well, you say that. How many games has Rashford actually
1: played up front for United and for? Because I I remember when he came through and he was supposed to be like the the next hot shit talent. Yeah. And then he got chucked out on the left wing. Yeah. Which is where most strikers go to die in the Premier League.
0: <laughs> I think he's better on the left wing. To be honest. Yeah, I like him
1: through the middle. See.
0: I, well, I, I did, I, like, you know. He's got that pace that should be playing yeah. on the shoulder and get him in behind, but, yeah. you know, United at this moment in time don't play that way. No. Thank you for listening to Talking Dad UK. You can keep updated on all things Dad by checking out our website, www.talkingdaduk.com. Also launching the new Patreon page, where you can join the paid tier Talking Dads Club. It's three pounds a month. It helps offset some of the costs of podcasting and ensures that we can keep this ongoing resource library available for all. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And back to the episode.
1: But again, Harry Kane, like, ha- how many hat tricks have been like two penalties and a flick off the heel that he didn't know
0: nothing about? Panama. Well, that's that's why that's why we haven't seen any other striker because. Southgate won't risk taking him off just no. in case he's there in the box with a toe on the end or something. Yeah.
1: But like that game against Panama, he got hat trick didn't he? The, yeah. th- there was a penalty, there was a tapping, and then didn't Trippier have a shot and it caught, sort of clipped his heel on the way through and he claimed it as his goal.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, I mean. Shithousery, that is. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Could you really turn around? I mean, could you see like fast forward to the first game of the World Cup, and Southgate's gone with Ivan Tony or something that's starting? It just—I'd say it... That was
1: very brave. Good on you. Go and have a go. Have a go at winning it. Wouldn't see it though. I, I, I think, no, we wouldn't. Yeah. But I'd you know, I'd much rather like if your team's two nil down, right? Would you ra- would you rather, or if your team's one nil down, would you rather lose three nil trying to get it back? Or would you just hold on and say ah one nil's all right
0: yeah i'd go for the three
1: you'd you'd go for the winner every time so if when it comes to the world cup is your boy excited for the football stickers
0: right i haven't spoke to him about the football stickers right right and and only because right my mates mentioned it saw him a couple of weeks ago we were it was a joke thing we're talking about the wall chart and all sorts we're having a laugh you mentioned it when we were prepping for this episode, and I thought, "Ah, football stickers! I could get him the the sticker book, and we'll get stickers." I looked at how much they are, right? And it's absolutely scandalous. Go on. Now I can pick, I can get the book for twenty quid with like one pack or three packs of cards.
1: What an album? Panini yes. sticker album is twenty quid.
0: Yes, nineteen pounds something on Amazon. Elsewhere, oh. elsewhere it was like. Thirty, forty quid with with the packs with like packs of stickers, and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out whether this is inflation or if this is just people taking the piss.
1: Sounds like piss taking because no, it used to be like the book was a fiver. That's what I thought. Well, well last time we did the book was a fiver and it's fifty p for a packet of stickers. That's exactly I can, what I, I can, thought. Nineteen eighty seven was the first football. It was the football league sticker album, right? You had all of the first division in it. Um and then they all had like a double page spread and then you had the second division, third division, and fourth division. All had like a single page each, just with like the eleven. And then you had the Scottish Premier as well, right? And it was like fifty p for the album, and it was twelve pence for a packet stickers. And you got six in there. None of this scandalous
0: five year and you only get now. That's that's what I remember. Uh, and that like, p for packet stickers. Like. I'm going back quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, last time I got one. But I, I thought, you know, it's gonna be a bit more expensive, but it ain't gonna be that bad. But then I looked at it, but then I've look, I've been Googling it and like um Sky News are saying how much will this year's Panini World Cup sticker album cost to complete? And they're saying that it could be between £150 and £250 pounds, right. but the but the actual cost um is more likely to be closer to six between six and eight hundred. Because of all the stickers you've got to buy. Yeah. And I was like, that is madness. So, the first time we
1: did one with the kids, so Evan would have been free, and it was a South Africa World Cup. Yeah. And he was just a little bit little for it. But he got really excited. We'd done really well with it. We, we were only one sticker short in the end. And like, because you know, at the end, you can send off from at the end. So, we sent yeah. off for it. And because of that he and the player that he needed was this guy from south korea his name was old bumsuck
0: you'll remember that one yeah exactly <laughs> so
1: you remembered that so he's even now he talks about old bumsuck and then we did one for it was brazil after that wasn't it yeah do you remember when brazil got dicked do you remember uh, that game seven one or whatever by germany, yeah, germany yeah 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 oh, it, wow. in brazil yeah i yeah. couldn't believe it i was like oh that was amazing.
0: That was twenty fourteen, wasn't it? Yeah. England were in Manaus, weren't they? I think. Based yeah, that's right. Like that. Italy. I
1: just,
0: yeah. i Remember that being said all the time. Yeah. We. Yeah. My timelines get a bit mixed up. I'm torn now whether I go for the sticker book because if I get yeah. the sticker book and we don't complete it, then is it was it worth getting? But then I don't want to spend that amount of money on stickers. No. Or do if I he's just? He's not get, interested. Do we get the wall chart and we'll plot that? But then I don't think he'd be that bothered about that because he's not yeah. going to be here to watch the games, is he? He's going to be at school. What's going to happen when he's at school and it's all got, got, need, got, got, need.
1: Dad, can I have some football stickers? Dad, can I have
0: some football stickers? That's going to happen, isn't it? Because all the dads are going to get on the stickers.
1: (laughs) It's only for us anyway, isn't
0: it? It happened happened with the Pokemon cards. We didn't get... He wasn't interested in Pokemon until he went to school.
1: Right, does he... collect? Right, Pokemon's properly my wheel I'm a proper nerd when it comes to Pokemon. Okay. So, like when i was uh, earlier on i was saying like the um tablets i was on were spacing me out yeah all i was really good for in the evenings once the kids had gone to bed was to sit on my ipad playing pokemon uh tcg online right so actually playing the card game online yeah <laughs> so but yeah well, like me and the kids play pokemon all the time so does he
0: just collect the his cards them? yeah we've got, we've got the cards and then for his birthday i got him the uh the ga- the game
1: the Battle Academy, the ba- yeah, So yeah, so that's really good because it's got like a board with the instructions on it on how to play it. Yeah, so I'm
0: gonna sit down with him and start that he's um, but... got quite a good collection now. Of cards.
1: Good. So the other thing it's not just the cards you got; you got to build them into into decks so that they all work with each other. Yeah. So the the Battle Academy starts with three three decks they give you to play with. Yeah. So you you get your your Pokemon, and obviously some evolve into more powerful Pokemon, and then you have got your energy. So you need energy to be able to do their moves and stuff. And then you have trainer cards, which help them do, you know, you can add an extra energy to that, or you can heal some damage off of that. So it gets quite complicated quite yeah, quickly. It. You know, I am married, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, my kids absolutely love it and they go down to the club. But w- once you can get them playing the game, but they right. didn't really start playing the game until they were sort of seven or eight, really. They they all just sort of collected the cards, but the battle academy is the way to go.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I thought I'd get him started on that. Um, but we've also, we're I think we're also going to get him a, uh, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. So, so about getting one of the games for that as well?
1: Right, okay, right. So, and this is probably more pertinent than my um, Harry Kane rants, to be honest. So, last Christmas, we managed to get the kids a Switch. They've been asking for a Switch since they've been coming out. And we we'll be like, no, you've got my old Xbox 360. Yeah. You can you can play on that and like like can control this break and they're down to like half a you know one or half a controller between them because the A button doesn't work. But um, on Amazon last year they were doing this thing you could spread the payments over like five months. Oh yeah. Um, with no interest or anything, and um, so it worked out about sixty quid a month, and we could afford that rather than three hundred quid in a oneer. Yeah. Um, so we did that. Um, so they got Switch and we won Christmas by. We beat Santa Claus, like, Well, Fox Santa Claus, he didn't bring you a
0: switch, does he? That's what we've said. My wife said, there's no way Santa's taken the, the credit for this. No. It, this is from Mummy and Daddy who mm. got you this. Santa got you this other sort of stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, I
1: don't, again, this is difficult because I don't know how it works in your house, but, like, Santa Claus brings him a stock in, and it's got bits and pieces in it yeah, like lo- yeah. lo- loads of it loads yeah. of bits and pieces and then in the living room there, there's presents from mum and dad and grandparents and stuff like that yeah, yeah whereas when when i was little, for some probably because mum and dad were poor santa brought everything
0: yeah
1: so i different houses it works differently doesn't it so it's
0: yeah we've been talking about that a little bit more recently well my wife's been bringing it up uh, i would not really thought about it to be honest paid much attention but um yeah, she she was talking about that because she was saying like when he goes to school and stuff, other kids will be saying, oh, well, my mum and dad got me this for Christmas or Santa got me this for Christmas and then he'd be like, well, Santa only got me a pair of socks and a sticker book, but my mum well, and dad got is, me a Switch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. This is the problem we were we run into as well. It's like kids go to school and say, like, oh, what did Santa bring for Christmas? PlayStation 5. Oh, I got a whistle and a slinky. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. um, yes, but it, it's been all right so far. And like with Isaac being 11 now, and obviously the old, everyone's being like 15 and 13, we're just trying to hold on to as much magic as possible for as long as we can. So. Yeah, yeah. But back to the Switch, the Pokemon games yeah. aren't like playing the card game. So no. they're very much, you sort of walk around, you find a Pokemon, you capture it, and then it it really feels quite never
0: ending. Yeah, a bit like the old Game Boy games. Did you ever play that? No. Oh well, I've, I've still got them. Yeah, because
1: oh. I'm because I'm right sort of in the on the cusp. So I'm like when I was a kid, that sort of stuff was still really too expensive. Yeah. So the first console, if you like, I had was a Nintendo sixty four. All oh, right. Which, yeah. which I bought when I was about eighteen. Right. And had like. Uh, FIFA Road to the World Cup '98 and SmackDown or WCW versus NWO, some wrestling game like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mi- I kind of we because they are expensive when they were first coming out, like Game Boys and Sagas and stuff like that. We didn't really have. So
0: I've got um, I've still got them upstairs in my wardrobe. I've got a Game Boy Advance, a Game Boy mm-hmm. Color, and a Game Boy Pocket. Okay, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. I think one of them I bought, yeah, one of them I bought myself. You know, when you're a teenager and you start getting pocket mm. money or whatever, you save up your money for Christmas or something. Um, but I tried to get him onto the Pokemon games on them. He can't. It's it's mm. not an iPad. He can't no. understand it. And to be honest, I struggle to see it because it hasn't. It's not backlit like a oh, phone right, and okay. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've not played it for like years and years and years. So even I was struggling. But I I do sneak on it every now and again and have a little game. But um, he can't. You can't work it out basically no. because it's too old. <laughs>
1: have you got Xbox or PlayStation or anything like that for you?
0: Or I've got a PlayStation Four, but none of the right. games really are suitable, so I can't. No. you can't play on them. But um,
1: but I've do you re- play it
0: much though? Not, not really, no, not anymore. Because, I used to, but um, yeah. I have got I have got um, PlayStation Two. I got out of the loft right uh, when we come to the new house when we're moving all the boxes and stuff. And I thought, oh, we'll try them on that. Yeah. And I found Crash Bandicoot, and he loves play. it. And he loves yeah. that, so he'll play on that. So um
1: uh, I had um, we uh, I had a laptop for a while, like laptop computer, and I'd try and play some games on that. But you always had to have them on such of the lowest setting for them to even run, and it's just terrible. So I bit the bullet and bought a Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and I had that for like I bought that in twenty twelve. So I think the Xbox Ones had just come out or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that, so that made them a bit cheaper, and like that I was just happy with that because like maybe once a week i might put fifa on or like nba 2k and i've got those i've got fifa and i've got the nba game on the switch yeah but like is it maybe once a week at most i'll put it on and i literally like have a game and then i put it down i don't know Like, whereas the kids will be on it all day like
0: yeah like, yeah
1: makes my eyes tired
0: yeah it does strain you a bit but but don't
1: you think that's funny though? because like like, you know, we'll sit and we'll play computer games and we'll play computer games with our kids. But, like, we wouldn't, wouldn't have ever played computer games with our dads. Or maybe you did, I don't know. The Very different.
0: occasionally. Yeah. So my first console would have been uh, Super Nintendo. Right. And uh, there was an Aladdin game on it.
1: Okay. Based on the cartoon?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And my dad really liked playing the Aladdin game because at one point you're in the cave and you get to fly the carpet with the genie on top. Mm-hmm. And I could never complete that level, but he could. So that was the only time we would play on yeah. that because he could do that bit and I couldn't. Um, after that, no, he had, he didn't have time or interest in in like playstations and everything else. Right.
1: When I was really little, we had like a spectrum with a built-in tape deck, right. And the games came on cassettes, and we had um, it was like 180 darts or something. Yeah. So I remember playing that with dad. Um. It was like bullseye or something like that, and so you know you got the dartboard and the hand swinging around. Um, but dad would play it for a bit and then just turn around and go and play darts with a on the board on the back of the door. Like <laughs> yeah,
0: so, at one point, my dad did go through with like a phase of uh, <laughs> rinsing eBay for oh, right. like pub clearances on eBay. Yeah. So he he got um he got like a proper old fashioned CD jukebox. Oh wicked! And that was in the conservatory for a while, and then he got a um pac-man machine it's like proper old one like an mm-hmm. old unit or mahogany and it's like two joysticks either side and you have to sit either side and it was like you know the old small tvs with a massive back on them yeah, yeah Like yeah, one yeah. of them upside down yeah in they're it.
1: called tethys in our house yeah
0: yeah um so yeah, you're, you're like
1: this you're like this right Our would na- when we were kids our neighbors had a tether you used to
0: have to put a pound, a pound coin in the back of it to get <laughs> it to work <laughs> I've seen all that kind of stuff. The yeah. dad used to collect all that stuff. He's a bit of a hoarder. Um, but yeah, it feels like forever ago now, doesn't it? But yeah, he, he had a Pac-Man um, machine, like an arcade machine that we we had. We used to play that for a bit until it broke and he never fixed it. So yeah, the eBay job. I used to
1: go with my dad to the chipper because that's where they had like a Space Invaders machine. Yeah. And if he was feeling particularly, you know, if we'd done done some jobs were done well, it's going to give us 20p to have a go on the, On the Space Invaders machine, like, but you'd play it so so rarely. Like, it'd be like you go every sort of month or three weeks, and like you just just shit at it, like.